Hey, everybody, it's Lynn. And thanks for listening to one of my very first podcasts I've ever created. If you're hearing this message, that means that, yep, you guessed it. These are one of the first. And I am learning my way around the podcast world. I'm really excited to be going on this adventure and meeting new people, really learning about others, overcoming their own adversity, living life on their own terms, how they hustled or overcame or whatever that is. And it's a little scary to be putting myself out there. And so some mistakes have made. You'll hear some growth as the podcasts go on. I'm not a professional, but I'm learning and I'm really excited to be sharing these initial podcast with you. Perfectly imperfect. So I hope you enjoy and I'm wishing you all the best. Ciao for now. Welcome to the Confessions of a Digital Nomad podcast. My name is Lynn Howard, an international speaker, consultant, coach, and you guessed it, digital nomad. And I want you to create a life on your terms. We always have a choice. This podcast is about hustle, perseverance, manifestation, and making it happen on your terms. In the end, how do you want to be remembered? Someone who had a life or someone who truly lived by their own design? We are not our circumstances. Our circumstances are a part of us. So join me as we create a life on our terms. This is Lynn Howard with Confessions of a Digital Nomad, and my special guest today is Trudy Kaiser. How are you, Trudy? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm laughing because we were just speaking about, uh, talking about how to pronounce your last name, and I almost did it even though I pronounced it right the first time. We like to laugh a little bit on these calls. So um, Trudy is coming and calling in all the way from Phoenix, Arizona. How is it this morning? It is absolutely beautiful. In fact, I heard the birds chirping this morning and I was like, yes, fall is here. That's one thing I do miss is the turning of the leaves, which I'm not quite sure if you have in Phoenix, but that like fall kind of essence. Yes, on the outside, on the outskirts of Phoenix, I would say more in the foresty sections of Arizona, not so much um, in the city dwellings where I live, but um, still the the temperatures turned and that's what matters. Yes, it's no longer (laughs) blazing heat in Phoenix, which is great. We had, uh, I think, what, 147 days of straight over 100 degree temperatures. Yeah, this year's been crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, I've known Trudy for a little less than a year and I met her through LinkedIn networking and it's just been a real joy to get to know her. And uh, a few things that I love about Trudy is just her mindset. She is really positive and forward thinking. Um, She's definitely uh, a supporter and a networker. Um, I love her title. It's Chief Empowerment Officer. How did you get that, Trudy? I actually stole it from someone. I I loved it and um, it described them perfectly. And I thought, that's how I want to be. And so I, um, I stole it. I totally stole it 
I might have to steal it from you. I mean, I have CSO, which is chief spiritual officer as a title for myself, but I definitely can take the empowerment one too, but yeah, I love that. I totally, totally stole it. <laughs> and it really just made me realize actually the person I, I stole uh, quote unquote, stole it from borrowed from ripped off and duplicated from, um, was, uh, someone that is a mentor to me. And, um, you know, it was, it just basically, uh, did the embodiment of how I've really always been, but didn't give myself credit when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of my friends reached out to me and told me that is the perfect name for you. And so, yeah, it was, it just stuck at that point. Well, I would agree. Since knowing you, I would absolutely agree. Empowerment, chief <laughs> empowerment officer definitely fits you. So she is in the professional, the financial professional field. Um, she, uh, her business is called Life Made to Order Financial Phoenix or LMTO. She's a speaker. She's a money mindset coach, a networking guru, a team builder. She has a few other businesses that she has her hands in. She is a published author. Woohoo! Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, also, she has found a new love for sourdough bread making, which is super <laughs> exciting as well. And she delivers it all over Phoenix, which is really cool. I wish I lived in Phoenix right about now for those <laughs> sourdough bagels you've been making. <laughs> uh, I actually just, I, I was looking at my fingers right now. I just got done shaping some sourdough bagels and I have dough all over my fingers as we speak. Oh. Man, it's the next time to Phoenix, you have to give Trudy a call and get the hookup on her sourdough. Well, Trudy, thanks for being on the podcast today. We love speaking about living life on your own terms and really whatever, whatever that means to the individual, if it's really putting in that hustle, overcoming adversity. Um, and I know that your life has been full of really paving your own path and creating life on your own terms. Hence, even the name of your business, which I made the link today, I was like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> I love those serendipitous moments. So please, um, did I miss anything introducing you? And then we'd love to hear a story about you creating life on your own terms, Trudy. Sure, sure. Um, thanks so much for having me on and asking me to do this. And uh, I, I will tell you, the, the best story ever is in the book that just came out, Impact. Um, where passion and um, uh, passion and what did I say it was? Oh my god! Impact gosh. when purpose and passion make purpose a difference. and passion make a difference. And I will tell you, you know, when I was I was very young when I realized um, that I had made some decisions in my life that weren't exactly the best decisions. And um, you know, I was uh, 14 years old, and my mom used to make me go to church. And um, my mom was 43 when I was born. And so I was raised by older parents, um, like old school, like my mom was born in the depression era. So this whole mindset of, you know, lack and poor, and we don't have enough, and I'm not enough. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just not worthy uh, came into play when I was being raised. And that's how I was programmed. And uh, when I was 14, my mom, um, she used to always fix us breakfast, never let us go into the kitchen and whatnot. And she was in the bathroom getting ready for church. It was made to go to church, which I thank God for nowadays. And uh, she uh, had left her drink 
and and I would say alcoholic drink, her bourbon and water in the cupboard. And uh, I found it that morning and I went off on her and literally uh, ended up turning my back on God, turning my back on religion, turning my back on the spirituality aspect of life. Because at that point I was in a really good place and um, it probably would have carried me through I will say that probably carried me through some of the hardest times of my life at that point. And um, I literally turned my back on all of that and walked away from it and picked up drugs and alcohol and um, abusive men and all kinds of stuff in my life, fun stuff to uh, take that place and um, paved a path pathway for myself that was not good. I had three children, uh, two of which... Um, I kept the first one I placed for adoption. I was 18 years old and I recently met him. That's enough. That's a whole other book. Wow. Uh, the, <clears throat> the point is, is that I did um, make decisions, <clears throat> excuse me, that put me on a pathway of um, just uh, destruction. It was just, it was self-destruction. And um, when I was, and that, that went on for a very, very long time. Um, I was 14 at that point. Uh, teenagers were not good. My 20s, I got a little straight in my 20s, but then, um, you know, 30 hit. And what is it about women turning 30 when we freak <laughs> out and we stress out about it? And the next thing I know, I'm on this destructive path again, right? And so um, when I was 38 years old, um, some things happened and um, it was a weekend of debauchery and um, I ended up uh, sitting in a bar room in a bar at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning and my face had, is all jacked up because I had been drinking and partying all weekend and um, at that point I <laughs> it's kind of this wake-up call right because I look around in the bar and I think to myself what in the hell are all these people doing in here drinking at 10 a.m. in the morning? And then I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror, you know, and um, just realized, shit, that's you. <laughs> you are here too. And uh, at that moment, I made a decision and something really weird happened. Um, I felt I was sitting in the corner of the bar. It was an L-shaped bar and I was sitting in the corner and I literally was four drinks in. It was 1020. The bar opened at 10 o'clock and um, I got this push on the back of like pushed me off the bar stool and just this uh, feeling came over me like you don't belong here. This is not what your life was supposed to look like. And so I looked at the bartender and I said, cash me out, I'm going home. And she said, I'll see you later. And I said, no, you'll never see me in here again. And I walked out wow. and um, it was like that, you know, that pink video where she walks away and it's just dead, just destruction behind her. Yes. That's what it felt like when I was walking out of that bar and I got in my car and I literally made the decision at that point to never um, participate in that type of lifestyle again. And not that there's anything wrong with it. I just didn't know how to do moderation. <laughs> Right. And uh, it, uh, that that day was February um, 24th of 2008. And on February 25th was my first day of sobriety, 2008. And um, I, it, it, you know, everything just changed at that point. And I was scared to death. I was scared to death. But I knew that I was on, I knew that that was my, 
there was something about that moment that really made me realize that that was my purpose, right? I, I had always um, been able to help other people and empower other people. And um, I just didn't give myself enough credit at the time because I was too busy drowning in drugs and alcohol. So mm. that's how this whole uh, things started. And I was in um, Alcoholics Anonymous for five years. And then I discovered uh, NLP through serendipitous activities and, uh, and um, certain, I met uh, the woman who taught me NLP and um, the woman who mentored me in in, um, Life Made to Order Financial uh, around the same time and uh, took on those two businesses. um, And here we are seven years later. Um, well, it's incredible. I do have to say, and that seems to be, and it's something I've spoke with the other guests on podcasts as well as, um, you know, the universe, God, whatever you believe in shows us signs all the time, our inner being, our inner knowing. And what I love about your story is you actually had a physical response where it literally pushed you off the bar stool, you said, um, but how we're so unaware of those those inner knowings or that those signs and you it shook you and you woke up and said no this is it I'm 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 taking a different path or I'm stepping on to my true path as you were saying it yeah you know it's interesting um I told you before we started this podcast that we did a lot of my husband and I did a lot of um, purging yesterday we cleaned out our storage area and I was going through um just these boxes that have been in storage for years and years and years and I've traipsed them around with me moving and uh, through a marriage and through the whole nine yards and you know I was looking back at pictures picture albums of my 31st 32nd 33rd birthday 34th birthday and I found some pictures of me when I was just you know strung out I, I didn't do just alcohol I did some other drugs as well and and um i I just thought, God, look how far I've come. Because, you know, we, we tend not to give ourselves credit. We tend yes. not to, to um, look back and really see what other people see in us, right? Like you see this person that um, w- went through all this adversity and now here I am. I'm, you know, successful. I'm an, a published author, she says, with <laughs> an asterisk by, <laughs> you know, so... Um, and we tend not to give ourselves credit is, and it's a human thing, right? It's, it's, uh, so it's very, it's very important to be able to look back. And I'm so glad that we did that yesterday because it really was eye opening just how far I've come. And even um, I was like, husband, look at this. I don't call him by his name. His name is Nick Kaiser, by the way, (laughs) I call him husband. And I said, husband, look at this picture. Oh my gosh. And he said, he goes, yeah, look how far you've come. Look how far you've come. And uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's incredible. And it's just living every day on purpose, mm. every single day on purpose, not just letting it happen, right? Absolutely. How, wh- how did that make you feel to go through all of that and see those pictures? Well, I'll tell you, it brought back, tons of memories you know my my children were little then um i had went through a big huge uh battle to in order to get them my my ex took them when they were five and seven from me and ran off 
and I didn't know where they were. I got custody of them when they were 12 and 14. And um, he had traipsed all over the United States with them. And long story short, uh, I ended up getting custody of them when I was when they were 12 and 14. But here's the deal. I was in the throes of drug addiction at that point and, and alcoholism. And um, I thought, okay, this is the thing that I need in order to get me straight, right? Oh. This is this is what I need to get me straight. And it just, it didn't work. That didn't work. You know, I, I think uh, any anything can happen in a drug addict's life or an alcoholic's life. And um, we can always say, oh, this is going to get us straight. This is going to do this. And this is, and it just made it worse because it was the stress. Like I hadn't seen the kids in 12, you know, uh, seven, eight years. They uh, knew me as the mom who left them and um, abandoned them. And it was really, really hard. And, but that was a catalyst that I needed as well in order to uh, help get me sober because I knew that if I didn't, I, I think what happened was my, you know, it was it was the culmination of a lot of things. It was looking in the mirror and seeing nothing in my eyes, like I I felt empty, just empty. And the second thing was is I saw my kids going on the same path, and I thought, mm -hmm. Christ, I can't let this happen. This is what happened to me, right? My mom died of alcoholism. Her liver burst when I was 26 years old, and all of my brothers and sisters are dead or dying from alcoholism. And so here I am, the youngest born, and I thought to myself, I cannot continue this pathway. I just, I can't let this happen anymore. I have to do something. And, you know, at the time I was like, well, if I do it, then everybody else has to do it too in my family. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was trying to- uh, That didn't work uh, out, that, did it? Right, that does not work out well at all. I would not recommend that for anyone. No. <laughs> um, it's called, well, living a life made to order. You know, when I get my stuff straight and when I get myself right, when I learn lessons, when I do things and not uh, put it on everyone else to do that as well, just live and let live, but also be a prime example, a good example for my children, for my friends, for the people I work with. Um, everything tends to fall into place. And I'll tell you, it took me a long time to learn that. And, and, and it's practice, right? It's like, when you first start riding a bike, how tough is it that first time you fall over? You're like, I am never going to learn this. This is just this is hard, <laughs> right? And you're, yeah. you want to ride the bike because it's, you know, you're going along and you're like, all oh, my friends are riding bikes. And I just, I want to ride this bike. And, and you just keep trying. And then the the, your parents come along and they put on some some wheels and it helps you along a little bit and then they take off the wheels and then you have to you know do it but you learn and and it's it's nothing but practice and it's practicing that like purposeful living every single day practicing practicing because it's just like building muscles in the gym if you don't go to the gym if you don't do the work you're not going to build muscle absolutely you, you know it's it's fascinating because we had a call of a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about this exact thing and about, um, you know, sometimes we, we forget to live in that life made to order kind of mentality. And you said that you recently had a little bit of a shift where you decided to, to create more wealth and to create a bigger mindset around some situations that were happening. And 
you know, it, it really stuck with me because, and what you're saying now, because we tend to, we can so easily fall out of pattern, kind of like the riding the bike analogy. We cannot ride a bike. In fact, I hadn't rode a bike, ridden a bike in years. I get to Thailand and there's this little island. Well, it's not really an island, but they call it an island called Bangka Chow, where it's like old school Thailand. It's the green lung and you just rent a bike and you ride around the island. Um, Why well, I've been on a bike in probably 20 years, but yet maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe 15, we'll say. But I got on the bike and yes, I was a little wobbly and a little shaky, but by the end of the day, I was killing it. And it's the same thing with our mindset. It's the same yeah. thing with living life on purpose. Like, so we can get derailed. We can kind of get off, you know, into complacency and shit with this year being kind of chaotic, <laughs> not kind of, but really chaotic and, and, and everybody really globally being thrown into a scarcity mindset just because of the pandemic. And even those of us that are really abundance in mindset, like it's just a, it's a, like you said, a human nature, we can easily get out of that pattern of, of, of really developing our own life or living every single day or moment with purpose. And I love how last week you, or two weeks ago, you said, yep, it was like light switch. You, you thought about it, you redirected yourself and, and, you know, I hear angels singing and the heavens opened up, right. <laughs> and, and great things happened. And, and I think that that's a great message for the listeners is that, you know, that muscle or that riding the bike, you know, you can fall off or you cannot pick up a bike for years. But once you pick it back up, it's so much easier for you to get back into that pattern if you want it to be back it's, in pattern. Um, you're so right. And it's so amazing. I, um, you know, and it just goes to show you kind of how the brain works and this whole mindset thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, I used to have the mindset of an addict but I still take some of those traits into the life that I lead now and being able to welcome them and use them for good instead of using them for what, I, because we can take any kind of trait that we have and use it for good or use it for bad. Yep. And it will impact our lives in a major way. So um, it's, it's interesting because the whole life made to order financial came about because when I moved here to Phoenix four years ago, September 3rd was four years ago, I was, um, I was on a crossroads, right? I was like, okay, it's either do or die. You're either going to make this business work or you're going to go find a job, a corporate mm. job. And you're going to be probably miserable for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I didn't realize how much, how, how entrepreneurial my parents were. Um, and yesterday I found some other articles, some stuff that I'd never seen my whole entire life. And I was like, oh my God, my dad had this business and this business and this oh, business. Wow. And, and it was just so amazing to that wake up call. Right. And so when I moved here, I hit the ground running, but I was also a little angry because I had to start over, but it's just like riding the bike, right? I had worked at this business for three years in San Diego, California, where I'd lived before. And when I moved out here, I knew no one. I, I had to start all over again, mm -hmm. but I had learned skills in San Diego, networking skills, relationship building skills, and also marketing skills. Because 
um, you know, there's a ton of people out there that do the business that I do and financial services and life insurance and that sort of thing. However, they don't do it how our company quite does it. We do it a little bit differently. And so it's, it's kind of sets us apart in that sense. I thought, God, I'm just going to have to start all over. And I kind of had this underlying tone of anger about me. Right. And that's the mindset that I set out with to build my business here. So where do you think that got me? Not very far. Yeah. Not very quickly. Um, because I was putting out this energy of anger. And so when, when this year hit, I say comically, <laughs> um, you know, I had, I, I was just going through my client list this morning. I have two, 225 clients over seven years, which isn't a lot. I also have um, uh, almost a hundred agents that work underneath me as well. So it's, it's kind of in the sense we make an impact through the ripple effect, right? That you drop that stone in the water and the ripple goes out and, and that's how it kind of happens. And so um, the whole point of that was being able to get back on the bike. Um, and it doesn't take long because I used all of the experiences and um, skills that I had developed in San Diego in order to get back up on the bike. And it didn't take very long, probably I would say six months of um, building relationships and letting people get to know me really well and then letting go of the anger and then working on myself. There's been so many uh, books that have been involved. I'm a voracious reader. Well, I should say listener. I recognize the fact that my mind wanders when I read. It's <laughs> actually like read a real book, unless I read it out loud to someone. I keep thinking maybe I should do um, just read books on YouTube and that would be something because then I could read the books myself and then you know, um, put it out there for everyone else as well. That'd actually be a great YouTube channel to comment <laughs> on the books. <laughs> Coming to you live, yes, Trudy yes. Kaiser. So today I'm reading out loud from this book here. <laughs> and, you know, um, I would say that some of the, some of the authors that have impacted me so much are Jen Sincero. She, she is awesome. She's a badass, right? And her badass series of books have been super impactful to me and other people as well. Like, you know, I'm, it surprises me when I'm like, what, you haven't read this book? Oh my gosh. What is, um, what is right with you? I can't, I need to change my language. So there's, there's so many things that have been just, um, impactful since moving here. And, um, this past year when it hit was huge because, you know, yeah, I was like going into March I remember I was on the treadmill at the gym, March 17th. Um, we had just gotten back from California. We made that trip and, you know, coronavirus was like just getting started and they were talking about shutting everything down. I got a notification on my phone that they had, they were shutting things down. And um, I felt this little itch in my throat and I was like, crap, am I getting sick? And literally was sick for two weeks. I don't think I had coronavirus, but I was sick. Um, I remember you, you were sick. Cause that was the day I landed in Bangkok and we were playing phone tag and then you got super yeah. sick. Yeah. I was super sick. My husband got sick as well, which very rarely happens. He's like 
he's younger than me. I always like to say Kapow after that, but um, oh, yeah. <laughs> he uh, got sick as well. And, and then we were grounded, like, you know, we were here and then the big toilet paper shortage, had, all this stuff happened in my bank account as well, because nobody wanted, I met people in person. I did things in person and, you know, uh, I did a lot of things on zoom as well. Cause I'm licensed in a bunch of States across the United States. And um, our company quickly shifted to Zoom and um, it was huge. It was amazing what happened. Our company right now is 15% higher than we were this time last year. In the That's same incredible. Spot. It is incredible. It's incredible. And we have had an amazing year where a lot of companies out there that do the same business that we do have failed because they didn't know how to pivot. They didn't know how to do this whole technology thing, which we had been doing for five years already. I mean, it was just a natural shift for us to do that. And so um, with that being said, um, I was in this huge lack mindset and I'm, I, I have the tools. I have a big, huge tool belt. Um, sometimes I choose not to use it though. And that's kind of mm. what happens, right? We put it down and uh, here I am. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling this lack mindset. I, when I literally had um, $75 in my um I was scrolling through Facebook that day and uh, one of my clients, she's in San Diego, was doing a run for EOD X and she um, had posted that she um, was doing this run, fundraiser run, and I felt so good about that. The lack feeling went away. The next day, business started up and here we are. This has been my best year ever. And I continued to give to charity every single month. That's how sourdough made to order came about as well. But that's another story. Yeah. Well, we'll have to have you back on for that story. And and thank you. Thank you for sharing that because I think that that is, you know, especially today in today's, you know, climate, we'll say, um, to hear being so selfless and really going back to what your bigger belief is and bringing yourself out of that scarcity mindset um, by donating because you know it was a bigger belief in you Um, and yeah I appreciate I appreciate all of your words of wisdom and definitely for being so transparent with your story because this is a huge story and um, you know I know so many people and I've had the fortunate pleasure of knowing so many people who have overcome addiction and really just utilize those tools that they had or that they learned while having the addiction to just build themselves but and build those around them and that's exactly what you've done and um I appreciate you for that. And I always love chatting with you. Uh we are coming up on time. I do want to ask, you know, and I'll leave lots of great notes listeners. So make sure you check out the notes section, uh, the write-up of this podcast, but what would you leave the listeners with? Um, one piece, last piece of advice or something. I think the thing that's made the most impact for me and learning how to do is living in the moment. It's uh, really difficult. Well, I'm going to change my language. How about that? I'm just going to pick myself up and change my language right now. Mm-hmm. And that is, it, it can be really simple. Life is really simple. And we tend to make it very difficult with our thinking and that little man inside of our head. 
And the reality is um, the only moment that exists is right now in this moment. Um, and we create the future in this moment. So learning how to live in the moment and really take that in and don't take yourself too seriously. Life's too short. Life is too short. And mm -hmm. I appreciate you. And I, I, I think that's one I, I'm thinking, especially me being in the land of Buddhism, <laughs> is that <laughs> Buddhists believe in the, the practice of presence, of truly being present and living in the moment and not taking yourself so serious, I think is just a beautiful thing to end with. So everybody listening, um, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs by soul and by doing and corporate people and everybody else, um, please, please, please uh, reach out to Trudy if you have any financial questions. Uh, definitely, if you want some help around mindset, she is just a beautiful soul. And uh, hello, she could be a speaker helping your company out today, get over some of those hurdles, be inspired to do more, be more and see more than what they ever thought that they could. And check out her book too. I'm super stoked about her new book, Impact Where Purpose and Passion Make a Difference, which is now on Amazon. And actually on day two, the following day within 24 hours, they were number 33 in the self-help books, which is actually huge during this, um, this COVID thing because there are so many self-help books coming out because now everybody <laughs> has time to write a book. Yep, <laughs> so. yep, it's true. Well, I'll tell you, there are some great stories in that book one of mine my stories in there there are several several amazing stories in there and it's been my pleasure to read them you know I haven't gotten to read any of them um, before the book hit and before I got my copy my own my own copy of it so it has been a pleasure to read everyone else's story Lori Hance um, there's there's just been so many stories in there that have been impactful and um, Stacey O'Byrne and Mary Lou uh, Hunter are the ones who put it out, and they are just uh, two geniuses in my life. Um, super, super amazing people that have made an impact in my life. And uh, so, uh, Stacey O'Byrne owns Pivot Point Advantage and Team Referral Network in the um, in the um, Orange County area. And um, so, she, the book is just amazing, and I'm super grateful that they came up with that idea. And, um, and I'm super grateful that I made the leap in order to write my story. There's some things in there that I have not told a lot of people. And so, but it made a huge impact on my life. So it's, it's exciting. Yeah. Well, and thank you. And I love books like that. If it's going to keep my attention, it's got to be stories about yep. people. Yep. So, <laughs> so I appreciate that. And Trudy, thank you for being on today. I appreciate you and guys don't forget to look in the notes. I'll have her website link and all the great links uh, that you need to be linked up to be linked with Trudy. Uh, Trudy, I can't wait to chat with you again. I know. I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Lynn. I appreciate you too. Thank you. This is Lynn Howard signing off from Confessions of a Digital Nomad podcast. Everybody take care and chat with you soon. Aloha. Thanks for tuning into Confessions of a Digital Nomad podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe today so that way you'll get notifications every time a new episode is available. And if you feel so inclined, please leave us a review 
And if this podcast moved you or feel it can move someone else, please share it with them today. I'm Lynn Howard, signing off from somewhere in the world. Till next time.